I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We come to this place for terror. We come to sinful cuts to scream, to laugh, to cry. Because we need that, all of us, that overwhelming dread we feel when the lights begin to dim and we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just terrified, but somehow possessed together horrifying images spoken directly into your ear, kills that you can feel. Somehow, slaughter feels good in a place like this. Our slashers feel like the worst part of us, and stories feel insane and unstoppable, because here they are. Sinful cuts. We make horror horrible. Sinners, I'm Shannon. And I'm Sean. And this is Sinful Cuts. Hooray! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Hope everyone's having a great week. It's a little bit rainy outside today, Mm, but... Yeah, the northeast is gross. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. I always say the plants are happy. The plants are happy, and you know what? It's perfect movie-watching weather. Yes, I agree. You know, I'm always bitching and moaning when it's August and it's so sunny out and I just feel compelled to be outside, but all you really want to do is watch back-to-back, I don't know, Roger Corman movies, <laughs> you know? <laughs> now I have uh, free reign to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Long Island weather. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> but we are, um, so today is officially the, what is today? Today is the 28th of January. Yes. And, all right, so the 28th of January, but through the magic of time travel. Yes. This... You'll be listening to this. On the 30th. Of January. Yes. <gasps> what Which... a lot of numbers. I know, right? Which means we still have time to promote uh, February 3rd at bum, the bum, Red bum, Zone bum. Uh, Squid Games event. Be there or be square. Umbrella X. 
Circle. <laughs> like, what are we the could words? play a fun game because no one knows what we look like. Come down to the red zone, point at one male and one female person, and see if it's us. <laughs> you know? I I may or may not already have a Squid Games uniform. That's bullshit. That is such bullshit. <laughs> I, I was, don't was my, have one. It was my Halloween costume, like from like two years ago. Maybe. That came that you, and you know when it arrived. The day after November, <laughs> November 1st literally so I actually ordered it for Halloween I didn't get it for Halloween um yeah so I ended up wearing it I think the following March uh to a Monster Mania convention I think I'd be wearing that damn thing at least once a week it's very comfortable it's, it, it's a jumpsuit I know it's very comfortable you Shan, you don't understand I have a timeline in my head where <laughs> I'm gonna reach a certain age <laughs> and then 100% of my wardrobe is just going to be track suits yeah I just need to age into it. I'm very close. That's definitely a tracksuit you need to have. For oh my sure. god, that I want that, and I want the the um, full head to toe red one from the Royal Tenenbaums, <laughs> so that Jen can find me in a crowd when I'm Perfect. an old man. <laughs> <laughs> that is a choice. <laughs> As I'm a doddering old fool shambling around the mall, <laughs> you should be like that. Idiot's with me. <laughs> Hands off, lady. Exactly. He's all mine. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay, but February 3rd, Red Zone, be there. It'll be a lot of fun playing Squid Games. Uh, It's going to be a cash prize. Yes. I mean, come on, how great is that? And the food, and please come hungry because the food's incredible. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know you're sick of hearing it, but best wings on Long Island. I'm not sick of hearing it, and I don't care. Yeah, screw you. you Eat the wings. (laughs) Shut your mouth with a mouthful of wings and come down and join us. All right, I can't wait. And that's uh, less than a week away. So super excited. So what are we talking about today, Sean? Today we're talking about 2015's Incredibly Ignored, and we need to shed some light on this movie. It is it just, hopefully it's an undiscovered gem for you, or just a gem gem, and that is Osgood Perkins, The Black Coat's Daughter. Yes, 2015, right? Yeah. Came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his first film. I know, debut film. Uh, Oz Perkins, if you guys don't know, he started... Oh, he's the son of Anthony Perkins, yes. so a horror royalty. But he also was an actor in his own right, and he was in Legally Blonde, and I think he was in Secretary. Um, you know, some fairly sizable parts. Yes. He was, um, he was the director, just recently, he was in Nope. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope in the beginning, and Oz Perkins is actually the director of the oh. commercial or the project that they're doing, and he's very funny in that. He's got a, you know a, a a couple of really good lines. Very good. But to have this be your debut movie, and it's so good, it's like a Swiss watch. All the pieces function so well, and they're so precise, and it all comes together to just create this beautiful little masterpiece but i i have to stop myself because i always talk about it with such sadness because it just was it just went undiscovered yeah you know it it um debuted at the toronto international film festival to really solid reviews and a lot of fanfare and then it sat on the shelf for 18 months yeah and it had a very good cast a great cast you got emma roberts you got karen shipka you got lucy boynton James Remar, yeah, you know Lauren Holly. I mean, it, it's not like you had like a bunch of like no name cast. Shannon, line them up. I'll kiss all their faces right now. Right, I mean, just boom, boom, boom. It, right. Uh, there's not a, a a stinker in the lot, and then to have this screenplay, and then to have the direction. You know, it's it's a. 
I have a feeling that it sat on the shelf for as long as it did. I mean, let's be honest, sinners. I mean, I'm just talking out of my ass, but it's such a bleak film, you know, that maybe, maybe that's why it sat on the shelf as long as it did. But who comes to the rescue is a 24. Yes. So they get into this partnership where they buy it and then they're going to distribute it. And this was another kind of blow for the film with on direct TV. So it was going to premiere exclusively on direct TV, which it did. You know, I think that's how I even saw it. That's I, I, I came across it like uh, I was looking for movies like on demand uh, as opposed to like the streaming services. I'm like, oh, let me look at this avenue because I haven't looked at it in a while. And I came across that and I saw the names, I, you know, like like the top names, I think is Kieran Shipka and uh, Emma Roberts. And it just and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was very curious. And I'm, and I think it was Kiernan Shipka's first film coming from Mad Men. And I think that's what I had in my head. I'm like, oh, I like Emma Roberts. And oh my God, Kiernan Shipka, like this, what has she done since Mad Men? And I was just curious enough to watch it. And, um, and I really enjoyed it. It's, and then you were uh, like, oh my goodness. I, I'll admit it definitely, it took a while to process, um, the because there is a twist and i'll admit at first it was like i wasn't sure if i was correct or not it was like because it was definitely like it ends and you're like wait well shannon you know what let's <laughs> let's do the wee wee yeah. we're gonna spoil the hell out of this movie oh since. yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah so if you haven't seen it please, please watch stop it. go watch come back yes don't forget the comeback part yeah <laughs> um but yeah, we're gonna spoil the hell out of this oh, because yes. That's part of the intricacy of the movie and what really cements it as a classic is that like needle drop of a of a reveal and then you're like, Oh no. Yeah. And then that like exponentially opens up all of these other doors to possibilities that you hadn't really considered of like why is this happening? is there a grander plan to why this is happening? Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so here is the Black Coat's daughter. Dun, 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 dun. When you meet these people, do you say that she was murdered? Do you say that they had to do a blood test to see if her head matched the body? Dad, I'm just calling to see where you and Mom are, if you're coming. Worst case, they come on Friday and everyone goes home and has a really nice break. After all, we can't let you live here. But you know about the sisters, don't you? They worship the devil. Catherine. Is there something wrong? doing this do you believe in god john ever tried to look for him i look for him in the unlikely things that happen little coincidences
something funny. You smiled a little. Funny? No. Why? I mean, I just wish you could stay and see my performance. That's all. Two girls must battle a mysterious evil force when they get left behind at their boarding school boarding school over winter break. I'm going to go ahead and say it's a very misleading yeah. synopsis. Because that's, that's how it's listed. Could you even... I know I couldn't. I don't know that I could put a synopsis down on paper that would even make any kind of coherent sense not without spoiling spoiling the hell no, out of it that, and that was supposed i mean that was all on purpose right it, yeah it, it, as 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 you go on to the movie but um we'll i guess we'll we'll get to that we well you know what let me, let me uh, <laughs> you know because me i can never land the fucking plane let me finish my thought about the about what happened with the release of the film so please tiff you know to some pretty modest fanfare it sits on a shelf for 18 months. It gets bought by A24. Good for them. A24, supporter of horror. Yay! Um, and then it goes to DirecTV. DirecTV spent a phenomenal amount of nothing <laughs> promoting this movie. <laughs> they put no marketing behind it whatsoever. So this film... Shocker. This film <laughs> was, is, and continues to be a true word-of-mouth film. Yeah. Which is kind of special and fun within the horror community because you get to tell your friends about it yeah like we we always like to do, go into like oh my god this is like one of the greatest horror movies you never saw you never saw yeah. and it <laughs> you never you never heard about it type it's of a thing always it's... showing up on those lists of like yeah. you know you're on like fangoria or bloody disgusting or even you know collider or something like this and you'll come across the article of 15 horror movies you definitely haven't seen mm -hmm. and this is always on there yeah so um i just wish it got a little bit more exposure but then that the other side of that coin is that this is something special for us so yeah yeah that's nice too yeah so it needless to say it was worth talking about oh god basically yeah. so yeah let's have at it let's start yeah now do you want to do this is going to be interesting should we do the movie in the chronology that makes sense or do we do it as it's presented in the film so that is so i think watching it is the part of the fun yeah, so yeah. i was just gonna honestly highlight some of the favorite scenes and ones worth talking about um and then just a couple like little fun facts that i have uh before if you if you want if you will before because i did get, I, love a fun I, fact. I did i did get to find um an interview with um I almost said Anthony Perkins because I'm looking at the name. I wrote son of Anthony Perkins, but of, of Oz Perkins. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, even though like the, like you were saying, like the, the post-production, you know, like obviously it sat on the shelf and everything like that. But the, so again, this was his first uh, movie, you know, um, Oz was a, a small time actor to his, in his words, he wasn't really a good actor. Um, which, you know, he's probably downplaying himself, but it yeah. was, but it wasn't what he really wanted to do. You know, he got his first uh, start, I think, in Psycho 2 when he played a young version of Norman Bates. That's great. So I love know, that movie, by the way. And, you know I love that movie. Yeah, of course. And it, start, it kind of started off there. He did small roles, but he's like, I always felt I wanted to write and create. So this was his first creation and it just kind of 
came to him. He just started off with um, a boarding school. Uh, somehow the two girls get left behind, <gasps> which is always very desolate. And <laughs> you in the back. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> Did you know that the boarding school is named Bran- Bramford Academy, but the Bramford is also the name of the apartment building in Rosemary's Baby? <gasps> yeah. Oh. It's a little, a little just fun a little, fact. Just Easter a egg. little beep, beep, beep. <laughs> So, but, but actually to piggyback off that he did, and he had the, all the girls watch these films. Cause he's like, this is the influence. So he even outrightly says it in an interview. So they, it was, uh, the shining Carrie, let the right one in Ooh. Rosemary's baby. He doesn't say psycho, but there's one scene that I'll talk about eventually that I was like, psycho, like right there. I mean, those are all of those films. I mean, like my mouth was watering. I'm like, What? Can I be in that film? I'll watch those movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, and now they and uh, the girls even talk about it. Like the they say like oh now these now that I've watched these movies these movies are now like my favorite. All yeah. of them kind of agreed uh, on The Shining, but but he did make them all watch these movies because that's absolutely where uh, the influence comes from, and I think it's very very prominent as you watch this in the film for sure. Mm-hmm. I love the look of this film. I do too. They shot it in uh, in Ontario, Canada. I don't. Um, Oh, sorry, Ottawa. Ottawa. Oh, yeah, we just lost our one Canadian listener. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, eh? <laughs> but that's like me constantly saying Emma Watson as opposed to Roberts. I'm very being very careful. Oh, saying that's like that. me. Uh, so I'm just gonna throw myself under the bus right now because I keep saying it, and I'm like, no. It's like me trying to convince people my name is Sherm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so they shoot in Canada, and it just seems like they specifically chose every gray day. In Canada, I mean the the look to this. Or the film, gray day chose them. Yeah, because <laughs> it was winter in Canada. But can't you feel it? Like it's just the just the continuous gray days throughout the film, mm-hmm. and you just get the feeling of like it's just so cold and desolate and miserable. And for a film to be able to pull that off, when the scenes are shot with multiple people, it's, I mean, it is a crowded girls' academy, so there's, you know, vibrant life in the corridors and going to class, but the, but to be able to pull off the isolation that Kieran and Shipka is feeling, mm-hmm. and you're visually seeing it, I mean, it's, it's, it's masterful. I absolutely. really like this film. <laughs> absolutely. And like, and the, the, the luck too, when they, when they were exploring like filming locations, uh, and they get to Ottawa, they found a college campus that only held a few classes. So that was an entire dorm that was not being used. And they got, they had, f- they had full free rain. Yeah. Oh, that's and, fantastic. And, and Perkins talks about the, like, just like the, the welcoming, I can't think of any good words, the welcomeness. No, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> making up words as I go. Um, <laughs> words are fun. Come out of your mouth. <laughs> I learned nothing from Sesame Street. Um, <laughs> the welcomeness <laughs> i have to now you have to explain what you're trying to say <laughs> the, the canada people in in ottawa were very welcoming well that's very their, open to that's canadians thing right yeah to use it people i think there was a, that one house somebody offered their house to, to utilize okay um Okay. So yeah, so he he was met with uh, with a lot, you know, friendly faces, and it, it was just nice that they were able to make this movie, and it's exactly what he wrote on paper, and to find it, I think, like kind of as is. It's pretty insane. It, it's it was like so perfect. It was just 
And to me, find it all in one location. Yeah, like yeah, you that's were crazy. you were so meant to make this film, basically. Yeah. Like the all the pieces like just funneled together perfectly. Um, but yeah. So uh oh, and then just one more fun fact, sorry. So Emma Roberts uh was given the script. She said she uh she was intrigued, she read it and uh, you know, really liked it upon reading it. But she's like, I knew I had to do it. When later that night she went to bed, she was also in the in the middle of filming um, American Horror Story. So oh, I mean, so maybe, hmm. she could have just been like you know haunted <laughs> anyway, just yeah. because of American Horror Story. But she said she read the script, went to bed, and she's like, I woke up in a cold sweat. Like I think she just went to bed with this story in her mind, rattling around in her. In her yeah, yeah, skull. And, and she just like. Like suddenly woke up, cold sweat, and and literally right then and there, she's like, "I have to do this movie." <laughs> I think I would like to read this screenplay. You I know? would love to read the screenplay just for the for, you know just for the reveal, just to see how Oz Perkins, you know, builds up to it. I just, I yeah, I think I definitely need to read the screenplay. Um, all right, so can I? All right, before we before we actually get into like um, the synopsis of of the film and the three characters that we have can i just get your opinion on something no go no. okay and that is the end of our podcast why why do i ask that you always say no <laughs> shoot all right so we i was just about to say we know but actually we don't know because there's also a chance that this is all in Kier- kieran and chipka's head but Let's, for argument's sake, say that there is a demonic presence at Bramford, which is what I believe. Right. Was this demonic... I believe that the demonic presence was kind of called because Rose, when she's kind of needling and... And we'll get to Rose. Rose is not a nice person. Um, Hmm. But a typical teenager. So she's telling uh, Catherine, Kieran and Shipka, that the two sisters... Um, were caught worshiping the devil, right? And you, you don't even though this is a horror movie, and you know that there are weird things going on, especially with Catherine. You just think that it is Rose needling Catherine to kind of like scare her, right? Like scare the freshman. But I tend to believe like there's a kernel of truth in there, and there was sort some sort of satanic, um, you know, ritual performed. On, at the academy because in the boiler room because that yeah. we see that she's worshipping the boiler. It's still like a hot spot. Yeah. And so it's possible that a Ouija board seance was probably something. held right there and a spirit is lingering. And then something it's attaches possible. itself to mm-hmm. Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe it's like you know it um, it can sense her loneliness you yes. know and despair. Yes. So it you know grafts onto her but I just feel like, I just like that little kernel there of that, that story that Rose told. I'm like, oh, is that where it all started? I think it is. It's possible. You know? Yeah. That, and, and a lot of the parts of, these, of this film, it's meant for just your discretion. Which I love. I know. I, I know. love that. And it leaves you with that. And you're like, ah. Oh. So Kat, um, you see in the very beginning, um, her wake up from a dream and it's her parents getting into a, a horrific car accident. And you just see someone in a black coat. Yeah. You don't know. And she calls it daddy, but you don't know if it actually is her biological father or if it is now her her true like, father, a demon. Right. You know. Right, 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 right. Um, 
So it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of starts off with that, but then Rose is introduced in a very different way. She's introduced in this whole like slow, uh, um, the slow sequence with her walking into the room and sitting down taking her picture, which I I thought I found very very interesting. Well, you know, you also get it immediately points out the difference. You've got. Um, Catherine, who is isolated and troubled and having these visions that are possibly not visions, more like prophecy. And then you, you go to Rose with the slow walk, with the music playing, and you can kind of tell that she is popular and a senior and like, you know, world on in the palm of her hand. And especially when she sits down and the smile that she mm-hmm. gives, it's done so well. But then what about the part... So I don't know if it's initially... I think it's the second time you see her when she does the smiling and then it's her smile fades. Yeah. Because she's also troubled. Well, it's also, you know, it's the smoke and mirrors that she's putting out to the world yes. to hide what's actually going on. Right. Um, and, you know, just the juxtaposition between Catherine and Rose is great because, I mean, at the core, they are kind of like islands unto themselves you know they're very isolated for completely different reasons yes but instead of banding together like rose has the the ability to show kindness to someone who desperately needs it because she doesn't know that she's possessed yet she's just you know galactically shitty to her because she's a freshman and she's a senior um but i mean then there are like those little moments you can glimpse moments of rose's defenses kind of falling down and she's almost is is like willing to to be a nice person yeah and then but then the moment passes and you know the defenses go right back up again well because well cat gives her a moment where she definitely makes her like she's definitely very scared of her yeah you know hence so um you know she basically she comes back you know she should she basically is staying at the school because she, instead of the Wednesday, she told her parents, oh, the day to pick me up is Friday. And that's so she can sneak out and see her boyfriend. Well, because she thinks she's pregnant. Right. Yep. Um, and it, what's, what, what's fascinating about this whole sequence is she never says it. She never uses the word pregnant. Never. It never is in the dialogue, ever. It's It's... It's everything around it with her talking to her friend, obviously troubled, and her friend's like, well, it's, it's, the problem is half his. Yeah. You know? Well, this is also, you know, then you, you know, Oz Perkins go, does a masterful job, and then you, she doesn't have to broadcast, I just got my period, I'm not pregnant, running down the halls. You just know from just a subtle gesture that she's not pregnant. Yes. You know? And then I, I mean, that's the tragedy of it all is that she actually could have gone home. And been out of harm's way. Yep. And she didn't have to lie to her parents. And what did she get from it? Hella dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets a craniectomy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Pretty much. But she, uh, but either way, so she, she comes back home from the date and, and decides to tuck Cat uh, in. I don't remember where she finds her, but she, um, you know, puts her to bed or whatever. And she's like, you know, let me know if you need anything. And Cat's response is... You had your chance. You had your chance. Um, uh, th- how fucking creepy is that? And she felt it, like, just like, what? Like, yeah. Like, looking at her, like, why the fuck would you say that? Yeah. And she puts, like, furniture in front of her door, like, I fucking would, too. Okay. Let's let's rewind on Kat and just, because we started with the dream, and she has the prophecy, mm-hmm. prophetic vision that 
Yeah. Her parents I, are dead. I think the demon showed it to her. Same. I, I think, yeah. I think that's where it started. Then we have that very uncomfortable scene between Kat and, um, and the father. The, uh, the priest. Father. Uh, what's your nuts? I, I, I don't I can't remember. Uh, Did you say what's your nuts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> father, what's your nuts? Most priests go by Father, what's your nuts to me? But that's just me. <laughs> So wait, Mr. Gordon, he was the, um, like the, the, the headmaster, the headmaster yeah. right? Okay. So the... <laughs> but it, I'm sorry, I can't get over what's your nuts. It's so, it's so subtly creepy because you- Father o- Brian. Father Brian. <laughs> sorry, Father Brian. <laughs> so he's telling Kat, I got to go out of town for a couple of days. Now he's not saying why, like Oz Perkins goes, you know, he illustrates the fact that this guy's not saying where he's going. And you're kind of led to believe like, Oh shoot, dude, are you going out of town for another exorcism? You know? And then you have, uh, Kiernan Shipka plays the scene so, so well. What a great actor because she's distracted by something to the side mm-hmm. of father Brian. Which we know is the demon. Yeah. But he's not, but Oz isn't, you know, this isn't hitting you over the head. There's so much that you have to bring to the table, which I love a movie like this where they're like, hey, you know what? Bring your smarts. Bring your thinking cap yeah. because we're going to put you to work uh, here I, a When bit. my husband watched this film, I told him, like, you really can't blink. Like, yeah, don't, you, yeah. you really can't. Like, you, it's not it's not the type of movie where you can, like, oh, let me just go on my phone really fast and, like, not pay attention. Like, no, 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 no. You have to pay attention. There are movies that are like this that don't pay off, and then there's movies that are like this that do pay off. Mm-hmm. And the ones that pay off become something special. Yeah. It's And it's it's one of those movies, too, it's worth is I got so much more out of it the second time I watched it. Hell yeah. So, a, lo- a lot more where, the, you, yeah. The rewatch, the rewatchability, I got it, I nailed it. Yeah. The rewatchability of this movie is off the charts because of the way that it's chronologically played with in the editing. You watch this film and you just pick up more and more and yeah. more and then you kind of figure out the rhythm that Oz perkins plotted out and then you're you 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 see the fun in that Mm -hmm. and and it's uh, it's just it's so great it's just a puzzle that comes together and which he was terrified about by the way he thought he had such a piece of shit project the whole time until he got into the editing room and finally he saw it coming together and pieced it together yeah and i'm like it's so to have that like Kind of think about it. It's exactly what we're talking about. How there's so much that's implied but not shown. Mm-hmm. So you're not shooting it, and then you have to figure out how am I going to have these? How am I going to imply this through the edits? I would be chewing tums yeah. like Tic Tacs. He probably was. If you're filming this and it's all in your head, and you're just telling your actors and everyone working on the production, like, don't worry, it's gonna, it's all, it's right here. <laughs> it's all gonna come it's gonna together. Be there. But you're also like, I don't know if it's here. I could be making that up, you know? And, and also, too, like, I mean, there's a couple different reasons for this, too. But, like, despite his his clout and despite his, uh, you know, who his father, uh, uh, you know, was, um, he, like, it, it, ever, he said most scenes were filmed only once or twice. I can believe that. I mean, like, in, only once. production. Es- especially, you know, fun fact about one of the scenes. So there's... Um, uh, and we'll get more into it, but there's like a stabby scene <laughs> where Emma Roberts, um, you know, does the killing 
and it was uh so the blood splattering scenes they kind of only had to be once because the you know the fake blood got on her but because it was like 30 below on an average day it started freezing to her face oh my god <laughs> like, oh my god canada canada we love you yeah that's You're ridiculous cold. yeah you gotta do something about that <laughs> gotta flip the switch or something yeah but yeah so but either way that you know like so he what he had he needed to make it work one one and done yeah that's that's very nerve-wracking for me that's what i'm saying like i find that nerve-wracking so i can only imagine what he was going through uh to put it together so he yeah so he you know he's like yeah i was staying on top of the dailies but you know they weren't uh the this this the score wasn't there the you you know like the, the the regular dailies yeah he just he didn't see it um at all until he finally had all the pu- like and then like literally like a puzzle box like like plopped it all on the table and so but I think the way he told it was um the completely out of sequence as far as also as well as like retelling certain scenes maybe a different angle like or like tweaked it a little bit. On a lot of these scenes. Yeah. And for you to show you something like, oh, that's not what I saw the first time. So it, it, I found, I just thought it was so interesting. I loved the way it was told. It worked out really well. Again, talking out of my elbow here, but I feel like because this was an independent debut feature film, which played the festival circuit, but like Oz Perkins got to shoot what he wanted with no studio notes or interference mm-hmm. you know if this was studio production they would have made him cut it so the chronology goes from start to finish there's no reveal yeah you know they would have dumbed it down they would have made him shoot scenes with with the rose holding up a fucking tampon i'm not pregnant <laughs> you know like you know they, they just would have yeah like no everyone's gonna get confused you're gonna tell it more but that's part of the fun of yeah. um well, not fun but the, it's it's part of the the um i don't know it's so poetic to me we had a little we had a little um bright shining moment this past summer when when you me and maddie went and saw talk to me because mm-hmm. we left the theater and all three of us kind of had the same interpretation and then subtly different interpretations of what the ending meant right. i love that yeah i just love that when a film is just like we're no it's this you know x doesn't mark the spot you're gonna have to bring your own your you know your own yeah. tricks to the game yeah here. what did you come across what did you find like yeah what did you see that i, I you know that, that i didn't see and what did i see that you didn't see yeah it, and it leaves a debate it leaves you talking about it and it's yeah it makes it a more interesting and intriguing film right for sure. i told you they're doing talk to me too right we yes. talked about that yeah yeah so i'm down yes um okay so i just want to go back to the scene between father brian and cat because kieran and shipka does this one little thing where she she smiles and then father brian's like you know what's funny and he looks over too like what, again he's like my shelf what are you looking at what, what is going <laughs> what is on happening? here and he is picking up on i'm wondering if father brian because father brian is an exorcist which we later find we out find out yeah performs an exorcism on on catherine i wonder if father brian if like the he has his little you know biblical spidey sense going off because he's having this monumentally weird conversation with Catherine and he's kind of trying to get her like you okay you okay you know and I wonder if he's starting to think because he must know that there is there is history to the Branford Academy 
you know? Maybe, yeah, if it for yeah, that so going back to what you said about Rose telling that story, yeah. is it you know maybe it wasn't necessarily um, the two. Uh, I, I don't think they were. Did they? Did you call them sisters? Sisters, because uh, yeah. I, I, their names are Mrs. Drake and Miss Prescott. But I guess I don't. Oh well, one could be married. They could be the Prescott sisters. Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, when you look at the bill, they they say Mrs. Drake and Miss Prescott. Okay. So one's that means one's married, the other one's not. Uh, Usually. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I'm just I'm just picking that up now. I'm processing it. Okay. But all right. Anywho, um, <clears throat> either way, and it's like you said, it's possible that they didn't um that they were not involved, or maybe they were. So. Uh, or, yeah. Or uh, that's why oh, they... wait, wait. You mean that the, the our two sisters... Uh, the, yeah, and they were the ones who are did... Are the ones... See, that's what I think Rose is alluding <clears> to, <throat> but I don't think that... I, I don't. I think it's different. Sis, I think she's just taking the piss, so to speak. Like, yeah. oh, the people that are going to be watching us well, are Satanists. You or know? this is like an urban legend that's got passed on through telephone and... You know what I mean? Like, and like you know, like I'm, I remember like fun tales like that when I was a kid. I'm like, oh my god, did you hear like what this person did? And then when like you find out like what actually happened, you're like, okay, well this is definitely a little more. Well, you know. I mean, you like know. I said, it could have been something as simple as them just being down there using a Ouija board, and you know, a priest walking in like. <clears throat> yeah. <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I did a Ouija board when I was like nine years old in my friend's, you know, my friend's house. You know, like. Okay, has this movie. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Created an irrational fear of my boiler. It has. <laughs> Look at Home Alone. It has. Yes. <laughs> very much so. Um, it makes a noise when it comes on that sounds like a low hissing growl. And it is winter, so it comes on a lot. And now I'm scared of my basement. And then you made my basement virtually unlivable because you're like, there are so many little hidey holes for people to murder you down here. Oh my God, this is great. I mean, it's a real stab heaven. <laughs> mother effort <laughs> and there's plenty of space too to lay out uh you know like a body bag <laughs> roll you right up we're supposed to be friends so she claims to be my friend so, so now we have we have um a uh you know, vague allusion to satanism going on at the school then we got Father Brian, who will turn out to be an exorcist. Like, there's a lot of devilly stuff going on mm -hmm. before anything even goes on. Yeah. So now Father Brian fecks off to Albany, and um, then we really are, are ex you know, we're exposed to um, Catherine's intense 
one her dread that her parents are dead because it's it, it was a dream but she it hasn't been confirmed yet but then she's playing her recital and she's looking at the two empty seats oh, and your heart is breaking i know and it's 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 also the scene of you you just to show the opposite you've got roses walking into the recital and her friends like oh you're going home like you're just seeing how popular and she's has the support system she has everything that Catherine doesn't have. Say, yeah, she has friends. It just makes Catherine's and, loneliness so much more. But also, too, when she was talking to Father Brian, like, she's just like, oh, I'm so, you know, like, she makes it clear, like, I'm upset that you're not going to see my recital. Yeah. And, like, so, like, is Father Brian, like, her only friend on campus? Like, they, they really I hint to that. I believe so. Yeah? I, I believe, like, he's kind of, like, you know, t- taking her under his wing because he seems like a nice man. Yeah. Probably spots that she doesn't have yeah. oh my god he's she's... the he's the only person that she speaks to that's it yeah that's really that's really it the scene where she's eating lunch and she is at a table full of kids and no one's talking to her like you just feel yeah. like the isolation and the loneliness mm-hmm. it just leaps out at you yeah so oh, fun fact of, of the recital before we because i thought this was really cool Which so okay first of all uh Karen shipka sang and played the piano herself i don't really know if good. she already had piano whatever okay um but the com- the score is made uh by oz's brother elvis elvis yeah and elvis wrote that song for her like so that's just a song that he wrote for her to play okay so i just thought that was kind of cool was so melancholy the way she sings it too yeah. oh my god karen and shipka god yeah. dang it i mean everyone's fantastic in this movie we haven't even really uh, talked about um, Emma Roberts and Lucy Boynton. Lucy Boynton, Irish actress, by the way, does yeah. a great. I mean, all yeah. all international actors do phenomenal American accents, and only zero 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 point one percent of American <laughs> actors can even do a good American accent. <laughs> exactly. I know she pulls it off. I had no idea. So uh, I saw um, an interview. It was just like, of course she's not. American. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, she's phenomenal in a movie, not horror sinners, but, uh, if you want to have a great time and feel good about yourself after watching, I don't know, say like a Serbian film, then watch this movie called Sing Street. It's a a little Irish movie that came out years ago with Lucy Boynton and it's just fun and sweet and you can't help but love it. Nice. Um, okay. So now we have, uh, Rose and, um, Catherine are kind of like the, like intertwined together because they're the only two kids at this whole friggin' academy that their parents aren't there. Yeah. And so begins really our film film because now through the perspective of Rose and her her proximity to Catherine forced upon her, we're getting a lot of weird vibes. Yes. You know? And then to even now pull the rug up under your feet even more so. So this setup starts, right? So you're like, okay, we're here now. And you get it. And it's, you know, it makes a lot of sense. But then we flip to a girl named Joan. And this yep. is Emma Roberts. Yep. Um, Just, it, it, I mean, it, you get quick vibes too that um, she escaped from a mental institution. She has, you know, like they give She's you got a medical bracelet. She's the medical bracelet. desperately trying to get off. She, um... You know, and it fl- and it has it has moments of like flashbacks where it l- clearly looks like a hospital, clearly looks like um, security guards and nurses are you know holding on, you know, just in well, front I'll of go her. One further. And... It looks like it is a um, a mental institution, right? Mm-hmm. What did I say? Hospital. Oh, but so... I meant I meant mental institution. <laughs> 
Everyone who works at a hospital right now is like, hey. <laughs> they did not have a lot of welcomeness to them. No. No, they did not. But I um, want to point out, though, Shannon, yeah. that at this moment, the viewers, we all think we're in the same timeline. So we think that Joan is part of, of yeah. the chronology of what's happening with Rose and Catherine. Right. You're, Just off campus. Your first clue of the connection is because a man... So she's sitting by herself. Um, you know, she tries making a call. The number was disconnected. Um, and now she's just sitting outside of a, a bus station, just sitting there in the freezing cold. And a man named Bill, this is uh, James Remar's character, uh, comes over and he's like, you know, are you okay? Do you need help? Do you need a ride? And, you know... Uh, um, decides to you know uh help you know take her to where they need to go and you know you're also not sure of the situation too because he could he at first gives off some weird vibes which i'll I'll get into in a second it's like the next scene yeah with the two of them so um, so you're not sure exactly what's going on but he is with his wife uh linda that's played by lauren holly you know i didn't know it was her oh for the first two times i saw this movie i did not know it was lauren holly oh okay it turns out it is it's it's <laughs> 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 Turns out it still is. Yeah. Well, she also is. is she, it's like all of her scenes are in that car, in so, the front seat of the and, car. Yeah, and, and yeah, and she doesn't really turn around. She yeah. So there's you know there's definitely like a vibe with her as well, which you uh, you know as like less was less is more. With how much with, do you love that in a movie when you're like, what's going on with these two? Yeah. And then you have to figure it out. Yeah, and they don't spell it out. I love it. I know. I love it. I know. <laughs> so she you know so emma roberts uh, well joan is her name she gets in the car and um you know she sees like a bouquet of flowers in the back seat clearly like i said linda does not turn around uh and you know bill's like saying it's fine it's fine it's fine and linda's giving off wave after wave of vibe of my fucking husband's doing it again yeah yes but you're not quite sure what that again is it'll become clear but, you know, you just know that something is so massively off with this couple. Yes. But your first connection is the car driving away and you see the Bramford University bumper sticker on the back yeah. of the car. Yep. So that's like, oh, okay. Yep. So they must have a daughter that went to that same school. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, that's fine. Um, and we move on with them. So it, now we're bouncing back and forth between the school with Kat and Rose, and then what's going on with Joan and um, Bill, Bill and, and Linda. Linda. Yeah. Yes. So now we start to and 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 sinners, you know, if you if you haven't seen this film again, it's it's so well worth your time. But I don't want to call it a slow burn movie because it's very engaging from the from the beginning. It's not like you have to hang in there and then there's the big reveal at the end. But like the, you know. There's 125 minutes that are kind of boring. This is not a boring film. No, it's it. You know, it's not that it's a slow burn. It's it's with it's withheld. Yeah, and that's what it is. The, it's you have to just make sense of the dialogue and and the scenes that you're looking at. It's truly a mystery. To, yeah, it's truly a mystery. But this is also a vibe movie. And sinners, mm. I mean, that vibe being dread. This is a dreadful movie in the best sense mm-hmm. because that is the persistent vibe through the whole damn thing yeah um and just you know visually just the way it's shot it's very bleached out yeah it's very bleached out devoid of color like you know it's it's damn near a black and white film and it just the to elvis's <clears throat> um credit the score and the 
cinematography and the direction and the act it just all blends together so great yeah i agree it was the focus was more about the humanity of these characters as opposed to the brutality of the story yes so and that's that that was that was very very on purpose and again i just i can't applaud that enough so now we have um rose uh you know she's supposed to be watching Catherine, but she's gonna go talk to her i don't want to call him boyfriend who you know whoever uh that may have gotten her pregnant and so she leaves and you know Catherine's like you're supposed to be watching me you know yeah. but then Catherine goes da- uh, uh, goes down to the boiler room Rose comes back and then Rose witnesses Catherine basically prostrating herself to the boiler yeah it's that that's I mean we've covered this before Shannon yeah, that, that scene yeah. I remember just if this were me it would be kool-aid man <laughs> through the wall as i'm running down the highway away yeah, from I as am. the bramford academy gets smaller and smaller yeah in the i am distance. running home i mean but she collects her she's roses freak the f out and she's asking her like puts her to bed so she actually is kind of caring for her at this point but like puts her to bed and it's like what is what is this all about and then you know Catherine is like you like you had your shot yeah and now you're gonna pay. Yeah, like, you, know? so you basically yeah. At this point, you basically just see Catherine like becoming more and more um, like what's what's even like the correct word? Um, Possessed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like like well, literally, yes. <laughs> but she's even it's it's very subtle at this point. But she's even taking on the physical attributes of possession because she's just getting a little paler, just a little yeah, bit, yeah, just a little paler and a little darker under the eyes. And then this is the scene in the movie for a first time watch. When Rose goes back to her room, bars the door, she's freaked out. Mm-hmm. Catherine is like moaning in her bed and under the sheets, and she's kind of like writhing and moaning. And then her body curls C- into the most unusual, like crazy position of almost making a complete circle of her body. Yeah. And when you're watching this film for the first time, that is the, the moment where you're like, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? And then you're just like, you know, inch your seat up closer. You're like, yeah. oh, all right. All right, Oz Perkins. It's on. It's on. It's on. And then it really is on from that point. Like Pretty much. The next morning, they're with the sisters at breakfast, mm-hmm. and um, and they're they're... Uh, praying, of course, because yeah, you know, it's a Catholic academy. Yes, they always say a prayer. So the, and they ask, um, and, and she did the day before just fine, just fine. Yeah, they, you know, Catherine's kind of like sneering and laughing, and and she looks unkempt at this point. And She's... now she really, like, overnight, now she really is starting to look mm. worse for wear. And she throws up at the table, you know, and she calls them very bad words, mm-hmm. and everyone's shocked. And they're still like, what is going on? And I think the most, the most human and teenage moment of this scene is you have someone who is visually looks ill, who throws up at the table unprovoked, you know. After attempting a prayer. After attempting a prayer yeah. and then saying some very horrible things to the two sisters. Mm-hmm. And then the sisters turn to Rose and say, you need to shove on the walkway for the headmaster. And she's like, what did I do? <laughs> it is the most teenage moment of all of this bizarre, terrifying things are happening. And you're like, I don't want to shove the walk. That's bullshit. Yeah, you do. Make her do it. And you're like, to the earth. Yeah, to the earth. I'm like, what does that even mean? 
why are you so weird, sisters? <laughs> so for their trouble, they get decapitated uh, moments later mm-hmm. while Rose is shoveling the uh, the walkway. Yeah. Rose tries to get back to the house. The door is locked. She can't see any of the carnage. So she just goes back to her room. And yeah, she can't get in, so she's like, I guess I'll just go back, yeah. Then we kind of have, um, then we have the headmaster come with the police officer, because um, Catherine's parents are dead, and they have to tell her. Yes. She already knows that, because of her possession. Mm-hmm. But uh, now we have, I mean, unfortunately for Rose, she gets murdered as well. And now we kind of, now that we get the timeline reveal, we're back with Joan... And she's having breakfast with Bill. They got her a, a hotel room. And um, the, uh, Bill and, and uh, Joan are at breakfast. And then Bill reveals, this is my daughter who we're going to see. And it's the picture yes. of Rose yes. from the photo shoot. The school Hence picture Hence the day. only slow motion shot of any of the girls. Because yeah. she was the link. Yep. Yeah. So now it's that needle drop of you're like, oh, snap. There is no Joan. <laughs> because she, because he does say it was about, I think he says it then, right? It was about it was nine, nine years, years ago. ago yeah. Of her death. And you're like, wait a second, this is nine years later. And then all of a sudden Joan, now I'm going to do, use quotes, goes back into the, into the bathroom and she has like a laugh of glee. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is that about? Okay. This bothered me. I couldn't figure it out and it was bothering me. I love that she had that moment of glee, and I was like, "Is this just? Is this just um, uh, uh, Emma Roberts, or sorry, uh, Joan slash older Catherine, just being just this malicious, evil person?" But I've kind of settled on the fact that no, she has that moment of glee because she is like my father, the devil is beckoning me he would she, never she thinks it's a sign she can see the yeah she yeah. can see the, the 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 machinery at work and she's like oh this is great i'm coming back home yeah you know yeah and i'm gonna bring you these sacrificial lambs and we'll be one big happy family again and that's like it's such a bizarre film because and that's and, it, that's and that's the twist well when it doesn't happen at the end you're actually heartbroken for yes. Catherine, who's murdered <laughs> Five people, so you know, it, it no go- six. <laughs> so it go now. It goes into um, back. Yeah. So uh, well, I think we're, we're skipping ahead a little bit. So it, now it goes backwards. To now you you realize okay this is nine years later. At first, I don't think you catch on right away like who Joan is. Like okay, what does she have to do with? You know, this happening. But so now we skip back. We, we obviously, we realize that the, the two sisters were murdered. And now we get into uh, Rose. Now, this scene I loved. So now, this, you mentioned it before where she goes into the bathroom. You know, it's only like a, like more of like a headshot. But you could tell she's in a stall going to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden she has like this, like, oh, like sigh of relief yeah. type of a thing. So you're like, oh, cool. Okay, she's not pregnant. So whatever. So she's in... Um, but she leaves, uh, you know, because she starts hearing, like, tweaks and weird noises and whisper, whatever she hears. And, you know, she's down the hallway. She's, you know, looking around. She uh, pokes out into the stairwell and sees the bloody clothes. Yeah. And she's like, oh. oh no, no. My- That's not bloody clothes, Shannon. That's two pillowcases with the severed heads oh, inside. Oh, that makes sense. Duh. Oh, that makes sense. They're already severed. Duh. That's right. Yes, I think yeah. Trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So obviously she's freaked out. Now this scene I found really interesting because, um, so Kat now pops out, uh, cause again, it's a hallway. Yeah. So she could literally be in any fucking door it's, and uh, she's in the one door. I think that's open. Like the school is more murderous than my basement. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. We can agree. Okay. Yes, for sure. A lot more corners. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more corners, a lot more room. So she, you know, so she pops back into the hallway and Kat pops out and immediately stabs her. Now, I saw in this moment of time, yeah, the the moment in, and it still scares me every time I watch it, no matter how many times I see it. Now, the moment in Psycho, when the, the detective is, uh, not the detective, under, well, yeah, the private eye. Yeah, yeah sure, you got eye. it. Yeah, he was walking up the stairs and Norman Bates as Norma just pops out so it's an overhead view but he just pops out and fucking pushes him down the stairs that's how i saw this scene you are spot on the kieran and shipka walk out of the out of the dark doorway to just just nonchalantly stab Mm -hmm. rose is the way norman bass dressed his mother (laughs) nonchalantly walks out of the Mm -hmm. bedroom hastily they both do it like hastily with focus and dead, and then yeah, that's just, it. that's it. Yeah, one goal. But one... isn't it great that Oz Perkins did that? Yes. You know? Oh, keeping it in the family, <laughs> yeah, Oz Perkins. Yeah. We love that. So I don't know if he did that, no, like, with that influence in mind, but that's what I saw, and I, I was... I would like to think so. I mean, yeah, me too. I yeah. was delighted about it. Um, but yeah, so now Rose is uh, very dead. Poor Rose. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, and now this is the the part now where again yeah we like they officially learn why Kat's parents never showed up so Mr. Gordon um, shows back up with a with a policeman uh, to you know let you know basically tell her and comes across uh, everybody's headless bodies yeah <laughs> yeah and then they uh, you know he follows the blood trail basically to the basement so it was it wasn't that hard to find cat and she's very very possessed at this point and, um, and has the three severed heads yeah. looking at the at the okay holy cow okay Spoiler, yeah. um i just thought of this right in the moment it's very reminiscent of hereditary yeah you know oh, yeah man i never thought about that yeah yeah yeah. so same fashion yeah ooh, a nice little connection there yeah um so now, uh, okay, so so let's jump from here. So now the 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 jig is up, so to speak. Pretty much. Um, uh, the police officer shoots uh um Catherine because she won't drop a knife. She says, "Hail Satan!" Shoots her in in the shoulder. I guess sounds very demony by this point. Very demony. <laughs> very demony. Like it's um, definitely like not her anymore. And we jump to now. Uh, Father Brian is back. Yep. And she's strapped to a bed, and he performs an exorcism. Yeah, great time to go to Albany. Father Brian, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like return immediately. Exactly. <laughs> I love the scene though. I love, love, love the scene where she's, um, you know, she's shackled down in the bed and Father Brian's very loving. You could tell that there was a relationship there. So I think you're spot on that he was her only friend. Yeah. And he's kind of like, you know, like brushing her hair away. And then he just says, oh, there you are. And for a hot second, you think that you, you he's talking to um, Catherine like she's, you know, she's coming back around and she's seeing him. But he's not. He's talking to the demon. Yep. And he's like, oh, there you are. And then he starts his exorcism, which is, you know, I love the um, the, the uh, short and quick to the point nature of this exorcism. So, so, and, and, and there's a lot of, there's a few like videos of people like, like talking about that. Like, by the way, this was the easiest fucking exorcism anyone's ever performed. So there's, there's actually uh, theories that it's, it was like a very weak demon. Like yeah. just, yeah, like 
didn't get maybe i mean because if you think about the timeline at this point like he was only with her maybe for like a day and a half two days so he didn't really have her maybe as much he got far enough I, obviously oh you know he i mean Catherine was very focused and a Quite a taskmaster. Yes. You know, got right down to yeah. it. Yeah. Understood her assignment. I love how the demon, though, he's like, no one wants you here. Out. Leave this place. And the demon's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, sorry. <laughs> my bad. I'll be on my way. <laughs> but can we just, can we talk about, I want your theory on, on, do you feel, do you feel like there is still demonic influence on Joan nine years later because this is such an astronomical coincidence that she would be waiting there and then she would bump into Bill and yeah. Linda. So I I like to think that there is still very much some demonic influence. Like there's no coincidence that that's that much of a coincidence. So the demons like you, this is a job half done. We got to get these two. Yeah. And then then you're sussed out, which, you know, she does. But then the uh, the demon being a demon was like, well, this wasn't a relationship. I just got what I want, and you can you're like, I don't need you. I just crumple you up and cast you aside. It could be, I mean, it could it definitely could be that because um, it definitely sounds like a demon thing to do. Um, but I mean, who knows exactly where it went, right? Like it it could have. If you want to go with the religious theory that Father Brian was so good at his job that he was able to send the demon back to the depths of hell, never to return. Because he does say that, never to return. Mm -hmm. Ever. And the boiler is cold nine years later. Yes. You know? I yeah. mean, there's no presence there. Yeah. Well, the the, the, the whole school, I think, was abandoned yeah. after that. It looks like it was out Well, of... would you send your kid to Murder Academy? <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, our, our, our mascot's the Headless Horseman. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask why. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, I think, I, I, I think, yeah, I think it was just cast out and maybe it couldn't, maybe it was just as lost, couldn't find its way back, or maybe it already moved on. So our coincidence is just a coincidence that I she think bumps so. into. Okay. I think so. Okay. Because it does make sense that the parents would continue to go there on the anniversary that makes to, a to lot lay, of sense. I mean, lay, they're going uh, back year after year. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, that's how I saw it. I didn't, I, yeah, I don't know. But then, yeah, and then like you, you know, obviously you want the act, the, the demon to come out um, and leave the, you know, leave the human alone. But she's so fucking lonely that she sees a demon like escape out of her and she's like, don't go. Oh my God. And she like, says, don't go. And you're just, and, and the one tear just rolling down her cheek. Again, yeah. the acting that's going on in this movie, it's just by, off the friggin' charts. And by her only friend. Yeah. Who, who caused it. Oh my God. By her only, you know, friend before uh, possession. It, it is so heartbreaking. I mean, because ultimately, I sinners, you know, all right, we're going to bat here for a mass murderer. Um, you know, she racked up a score of six there. Uh, but, you know, um, Catherine is an innocent bystander. You know, she she was possessed. Right. You know? Right. The, then she gets undispossessed. Yes. <laughs> you know? So whatever, whatever, you know, I mean, you don't really know nine years worth of being in a mental institution did to her. Yeah. You would think she had plenty of friends there, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently she did Where's not. Where's that movie? I, right? I want to see that I one. do too. So she, you know, uh, so like I said, we said before, she does escape, um, you know, comes across Bill and Linda, realizes who they are. 
and why they picked her up. And so now you realize, okay, that they're, they're not doing anything sinister, you know. Because uh, like I said, there's a weird moment where Bill goes to see her in the hotel room and she just took a shower. So it, she's just in a towel. Yeah. And he still comes in and sits down. And I'm like, I think as, that, a, as a female, I'm like, well... I, I, I think that um there's there's things unsaid there because Linda is is always mad and is very mad specifically about like stop like stop trying to replace our daughter with anyone her age yeah you know like you you get the feeling that over nine years Bill's taken in countless runaways and yeah. you know yeah. and Linda's like our daughter's dead. You gotta move on. Yeah. Stop trying. Stop doing this. But then, like with Bill, under the guise of like I'm a religious man and this is you know what Jesus would do and 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 all that. Mm-hmm. But you're like, all right, dude. But like you're still sitting down in a room with a young woman in a towel. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're weird too, dude. Like yeah. But he, he's. I think he's so traumatized that he doesn't see it that way. Yeah, he's like blinded to the fact that he's doing such a noble and good thing. Right. You know. Yeah, he has very good intentions. So I don't. I think he doesn't. He doesn't even think of that at all. Which you know, you're not as a viewer. You're not sure at first. But then as he's telling her, and then reveals like this was this was my daughter. She yeah. would have been about your age by now. And she we see like the, not just a picture. It's the picture. Like very very specific. And how. How ironic is it that she's so desperate to have any connection with the demon? Mm-hmm. She's, you know, literally going to sacrifice people to appease him and thinks that that's going to bring him back or yes. or please him and they'll have this relationship going forward. And he's so desperate to have a connection with any young woman that's vaguely reminiscent of his daughter. Right. Like, it's just two monumentally lonely people. And that's the tragedy of it as well yeah. is that there's just so much sadness in this movie to go yeah, around i know so and and the way it it uh you know wraps up with a nice little bow is you know they get so they're getting to the school um you know joan you know aka cat um you know makes up a story that she was heading like to the next town over but she finds out they're going there and she's like oh that's perfect so she, you know whatever so they're going there um and there she sees the sign for the school you know she makes pretend that she's going to throw up so he pulls over and uh she immediately slits his throat and then uh with the kitchen knife that she stole uh, after coming out of the bathroom and then the freaking constant stabbing uh, of Linda is just like, oh, it was so brutal. Yeah. Um, and then she immediately throws up after that, but then continues forth with uh, taking their heads and yes, yeah, gets into the school grounds, goes right to the boiler area and um, and she puts everything, she sets it up, but the boiler is cold as can be. Yep. And she basically just walks out alone and realizes that everything, she did all of that for absolutely nothing. For nothing. So yeah. she, you know, so, and she just breaks down knowing now, realizing that she is extremely alone and she, yeah, she did it all for nothing. She now murdered as her, that was the first time she did that now as herself. Yeah. Just, it was more out of, it wasn't because of possession. Now it was out of desperation and it, you know, so now it plays into, you know, was she even possessed in the first place? Some people play with that theory. Um, but I loved this shot too, where it was just her and like one big snowy open road. 
You know what I mean? And nobody else, like just her. Yeah. And the desolation. And, yeah. Oh and that's how the movie ends. Yep. <laughs> I really hope you saw the movie before we <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, framed it out for you. Just, yeah. I mean, we spoiled the hell out of this. But yeah. it's, it, it's, the, mo- the movie ends and fades to black. And you're like, what? What did yeah. I just see? And if you're like me, and I know you are, <laughs> you're, if you had seen this, if you were lucky enough to see this in the theater at one of the festivals, boy, oh boy, I'm super jealous. Yeah, me too. But for me, I immediately went back and was like, well, I have to watch this all over again. Because yeah. now that I know where we landed, holy cow, okay, let me see it from the beginning and see where those those jump points are. And it makes the rewatch so much fun. But yeah, I mean, this is um, this is definitely a vibe, and and the, you know, the vibe is dread for sure. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. I know me too. <laughs> I just love it so much. Originally titled November. Um, I'm sorry, February. I don't know why I just November. <laughs> Weird. I don't know why once. Originally titled February. I actually think the Black Coat's Daughter is such a better title, but I still would have loved it if it was February. Mm-hmm. But I, the Black Coat's Daughter is just, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And the song in the beginning and the end, very cool. Very, very, very creepy. Do you feel like the man in the Black Coat in um, the dreams, just from the very jump of the beginning of the movie, is the demon or is it her dad? I think in that sequence, I think it's the demon. Me too. I I think so. Yeah, because like I said, like I I her. truly believe. Yeah, I truly believe that he was showing that to yeah. her. You know, like like now, like they're not coming for you. You are alone. I'll be your friend. There's kind of an introduction in a way. Th- there's um, a theory that I have. Okay. I haven't. I did not see this on the interwebs. So this is just my you know junk store theory. Um, I think because the demon has like these crazy ears, like oh. almost like rabbit ears, yeah. like elongated rabbit ears. Yeah, some people make fun of it. Well, I think that it's, I, I was ready to make fun of it as well. Like, well, that's a choice, but it makes sense because I think that, that, um, Catherine probably being like 14 is manifesting the, the demon through her perspective and it would be something like a squishmallow or something <laughs> fluffy because you can tell it's like furry and fluffy as well and i think she's making it something that's very appealing to her it could be you know yeah well the fucking ears go up a foot high shannon you know like it's very it's i mean it's it's almost cartoonish and also insanely terrifying you yeah, know because he they and he was very smart about it because it wasn't like um it wasn't like a demon that you saw in insidious it wasn't it basically wasn't a guy in a suit it wasn't a guy uh in in um you know makeup or anything like that it kept it very shadowy yeah and i thought that was smart very smart yeah very very smart yeah there's a scene where um you see uh Kieran and Chip is taking a bath you just see her feet propped up in the bathtub and it's, you know, typical, like, you know, school bathroom. Although like, I don't, my dorm didn't have a bathtub. So a little jealous there. Yeah. Uh, but if it did, I would definitely not have gotten in it. Yeah. I don't know. But I, yeah. I don't know. It's, not, so, it's the scariest looking bathroom in that moment. But you see the reflection of the demon in the blue tile and they're just, some of the shots in this movie are just so, incredibly done they're so subtle mm-hmm. you know i could watch the scene between father brian and um catherine where she's looking off to the side and then she has that little smile i could watch that damn scene all day long yes it's just so 
it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. As you, a viewer. You are, yes, you are uncomfortable right in the very beginning. You're like, something's up. Something's going on. I, and it just gets worse from there. I comfortably put this movie alongside the Rosemary's Babies, the Omens. Like, this is a just banger of a possession movie. But, I mean, it kind of goes beyond just possession. It's It really is a mystery. Yeah. You know, I love that aspect of it. I'm like, oh, shoot, why can't we have more of that? I know, I know. It came together just so well. It really did. Yeah. It really, really did. So Applaud you, Mr. Perkins. Yes. Yes. Oh, all right. So let's get into Oz Perkins for a hot second. Mm -hmm. So he has long legs coming out with with, uh, Nick Cage. And he's doing something that I'm loving is that he's releasing teaser trailers. They're... They really don't spoil anything about the movie, but they are crazy atmospheric and stylized and dreadful. And I'm thinking that he's going back to genuine scares. Like, I think we're going to get... It seems like he's going back to that. Yeah, I think we're going to get Because it really did work out for him, you know, maybe... Like I said, the marketing aspect of it aside, it's... I don't know. I th- I just thought it was so great. Well, I also feel like like this is vindication for him because he got zero marketing for uh, the Black Coat's daughter. Right. So now we've got three teaser trailers, and he's so smart not to give anything away. They just get, show dreadful things in quick snippets that might not even be related to the actual movie, but it's setting up a vibe, and it's getting you... You're just salivating for this movie, and it's smart, and everyone is talking about these trailers it's really making like it's it's the he's he's getting people excited for the film without giving anything away which i'm a gigantic fan of but this is like old school william castle roger corman let's give them what they want you know let's get them all you know worked up before the film drops right it's showmanship i love it i absolutely love it absolutely love it we're going to see what, uh, I, I really do feel like he's going to be able to stick the landing on this. I cannot wait to see Long Legs. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much all I got about the yeah, good old Black Coat's Daughter. Yeah, that, that is Black Coat's Daughter, in a nutshell. <laughs> all right. I'm going to announce our uh, next episode. We are going to be doing Near Dark, and we are lucky enough to have Andy Davidson, the best-selling author of The Hollow Kind. He wants to talk about Near Dark. I want to talk about Near Dark. You want to talk about Near Dark. I do. So we're going to talk about Near Dark. Nice. I ain't like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be recorded this week, and then that will drop on February 3rd. And uh, you'll also be able to see our lovely faces on YouTube because we're going to film. Did I say the third? Yeah, third's a Saturday. Yeah, because I'm at the red zone that day. I can't do that. <laughs> February sixth. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna get shot with Nerf guns if we uh, fail uh, the the puzzle. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that's gonna feel like because I'm gonna win. Oh, oh, Omar, Omar. You know, I just guaranteed I'm the first out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just absolutely guaranteed I'll be the first out. I'll be in the corner eating wings. Oh I'll be God. in the. <laughs> now I'm starving. <laughs> All right, Shannon, I can't do anything until you take us out of here. And that's a cut. I'm going to go get some wings.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.